Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, tonight, is the show is a, a reading for monthly drawing winner, Sarah. And every month I do this, the last Wednesday of the month, um, more or less, uh, I'll have a, a, a listener on the air to do a reading. And it can be any questions you want. You can enter by writing tom at tdjacobs.com with a subject line TSJ monthly drawing or something similar to differentiate it from uh, – you know, from something random that might come in. So uh, in the announcements, really, really briefly, um, the June tutoring deal is still on, four hours for 10% off. You can get that through tdjacobs.com. And I've just also announced the details are all in my blog on an Asteroid and Centaur class, a live video class starting uh, August 4th for five Tuesdays. All the details uh, in my blog at tdjacobs.com. So let's uh, welcome uh, Sarah to the show. I'm going to give you her birth date first. Um, uh, here we have June 30th, 1958, 9-11 a.m. And uh, with the place, um, some of you may be able to find um, – Naha Stream, like N-A-H-E Stream in Germany. I was not able to find that. So I used something that was very, 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 very close geographically, uh, Boppard, which is B-O-P-P-A-R-D. I actually took German, but um, I have no idea how Germans would say that. So anyway, um, we're going to welcome Sarah. Thanks for, for coming on to play with me. Thank you. Great. So, so we... Um, we have your chart up here, and we were talking a little bit before the show uh, about this this Pluto and how important it is for you. But I want you to lead off with with any question that that uh, that you have. If you want me to continue on that, just let me know. But but let me know what you want to do. Yes, I think as we were chatting about the importance of that Pluto ascendant, I think from from my end as a student of astrology, I really need to understand that a whole right. lot more and understand even what Pluto energy is. I think okay. I've been living it for fifty seven years. <laughs> But, you know, it's so much, it's like asking a fish what water is like. Yeah. Um, You know, how would they know anything different? I I think one of the things I had asked you in my email was to, I I have a a difficult time understanding that lunar nodal axis. I get the south node in Aries very well, which may be related to that Pluto, but I have difficulty understanding my north node in Libra in the third house. Okay. So that was one question. I had also asked you for a hit on that Pluto squaring uh, Venus, yeah, which yeah. seems very critical also. Yeah, it is. So good. So, so let's do the Pluto, and we'll cover the Pluto square Venus in the process, and then mm-hmm. we'll focus on the nodes in there for the latter part. So, so Pluto energy is the energy of this disruption that causes transformation. Mm. Now, I just you know, said to you a few minutes ago, well, you know, telling the truth unapologetically, this is a way to do that energy. But essentially, the energy of Pluto is disruptive because it brings to the surface something from under the surface. You know, from our psychological, astrological influences, we, we realize Pluto is the unconscious. And so, so what I try to teach is to help people understand that something from under the surface – you know, regarding a Pluto transit, for example, 
something under the surface is is aching to come to the surface, and it will bust through as though some kind of thing lodged under the surface, breaking through the crust of the earth and finding the light of day. That's the the, the Pluto transit stuff. Pluto natally is, you know, in this case, right on the ascendant in the first, that you carry this potential. And and it's not just about you, it, because it's the ascendant, it's also how people see you, which is really what you've been dealing with in the you know, if it's been challenging for fifty seven years, that's really the problem. Because for you, you're just gonna do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then you realize, and this is true for all first house placements, and I mean our ascendants in general and also first house placements, when um we find out we have it because other people re- react to us. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we're unselfconsciously, unwittingly being this energy. And for you, that's Pluto. So I said disruption, transformation is a word that gets used quite a lot. But realize that when somebody has Pluto right here, they're carrying this energy of, I have to tell the truth or I'm going to short circuit and self-destruct. Mm-hmm. That's right. So in your process, you have had to just to be yourself in your body in your life you have had to develop a relationship with that reality you can't i mean you could escape you could do all kinds of you know escapist things but you can't because every time you come back to being aware of who you are being in your body especially this energy is there so um jealousy bitterness pettiness rage anger projection issues um, obsessiveness. These are all kinds of things that go with the Plutonian archetype. And when anything gets bent out of shape or is off the rails, <laughs> um, we, we need to actually communicate about it with other people. And we need to... And, and, and that's just a normal thing that we know about ourselves, like as humans. But for you, telling the truth about what you are experiencing, telling the truth unapologetically making peace with all of the potentials within you. I'm going to say more about that. But making peace with how you're wired is, is everything. Because mm-hmm. when you make peace with it, other people no longer fear it. Because if other people make you wrong for being Pluto, part, they are only reflecting. They, they're only there because they're showing you that part of you has not yet made full peace with the Plutonian reality of how you're wired. Mm-hmm. So anything that makes you jealous... Anything that is an obsessive, you know, mental tick, you know, like, yeah, I can't, I can't get over that thing or, or, mm-hmm. or, 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 or sense of uh, feelings about betrayal or loss or, or, you know, even grief, right? Forget mm-hmm. betrayal, but either one. Um, anger about something is going to be huge for you. Mm-hmm. Anger about something, so, especially um, because of your nodal stuff, which we're going to get into. So, so anything like that, all of those things are actually normal human emotions and your job is, is in part with it, especially regarding this Pluto to allow these things to be to make friends with all the shadow parts all the parts all the monsters under the bed you know goblins in the closet parts of you you don't want to own to make friends with them and say yeah you know what I'm capable of being so angry that blah 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 mm-hmm. Or, or, or I'm capable of being jealous in this really ugly way or feeling that, um, uh, you know, I want to use my scorpionic, my plutonian stinger 
because when I've been hurt. So for you to make peace with all the nasty bits and ugly parts and say, yes, I am capable of that, but to be grounded and come from your heart and say, but I choose to behave in this way, mm -hmm. then you carry Plutonian energy. You, you evolve into carrying Plutonian energy in a way that is this beautiful, gentle strength, but it's not – it's soft, but it's strong, but it's not soft, but it's – easy to deal with because it's honest and gentle. And what that means is, you know, drawing a line in the sand for all that has occurred for 57 years, because it would have started when you were an infant, by the way, before you had any tools to deal with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, your very presence caused a disruptive ripple. And it doesn't mean you weren't loved as a kid, but your presence, and when you spoke up, you inadvertently caused a disruptive ripple, and that may have caused you to develop some like those self-reflective Virgo second-guessing things that says, wait a minute, what's wrong with me? Well, actually, I wasn't loved as a, a child. My parents were extremely abusive and okay. ex extremely threatened by me okay. almost as early as I can remember, which I could never figure out. Like, what mm -hmm. did I do? You know, I didn't do anything to justify their treatment of me. Right. And their, their absolute hate, hatred of me, pretty much by the time I was about four. Okay. But now, but but that's why I really need to take this in and do a lot of reflection on mm -hmm. what kind of energy a two or three year old must have represented to them unconsciously yes. that caused them to to behave the way they did. Yeah, we all, uh, every single person I have learned through doing this work unintentionally, because we're babies, we're children, we're toddlers, infants, we recreate the worst karmic wounding before the age of five or six, mm -hmm. often before the age of five. Mine's about two years old, yours is about four, mm -hmm. and for you, being made wrong for being, mm -hmm. you know, this is the word, this is a karmic prop, this is the, the karmic wound, right? And I, I define karma as beliefs that are attached to extremely intense emotions yeah, no, I know you said that the last couple of weeks. I've been contemplating yeah. that. It's good. Yeah. So essentially, what you th and that show that you, you know, if you heard that that show, a karma show, the subtitle was uh, something like uh, "What you think it means" or "What you believe it means." And I just meant anything. What whatever you believe anything means can become karmic. So for you, if everybody, everybody who is on the earth sent you a postcard that says "I hate you." Mm-hmm. Your job is to say, I carry Plutonian energy and that's really challenging for them. But you know what? I like myself. And not to say, not to say I like myself because that's what good new age people do. Yeah. But to say, you know what? Yeah, that hurts. And, and anger comes from pain. And all the, all the other things that I'm talking about with the shadow stuff with Pluto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm capable of doing that. Okay. And, and be, but, but making friends with them yields or creates love within you because, in fact, from day one, there's not been anything wrong with you in any of these lives. Mm -hmm. But as I said, first house – I may have said this off the air, but the idea of first house leadership, when we make decisions, mm -hmm. we make people unhappy. Mm -hmm. we, you know, like I, I gave you the example of in, in some kind of leadership position, scales all relative – I made 53% of the people happy, and 47 of them um, brought eggs to my house and threw them at me. 
And I'm not thinking I made, I I don't remember I did the right thing because, you know, weighing all the the variables because it really sucks to get pelted in the face with, you know, 47% of the town's eggs. So anyway, so, so even if everybody hated you, your job is to say, I understand that I make things hard for you. But so for you to break the karma is to look at any tendency you may have to believe that you did something wrong. That's the karma, the belief that you did something wrong. You made the wrong choice. You opened your mouth at the wrong time. You shouldn't have been Mm -hmm. there in the first place. All of those things that happened. Yeah, I shouldn't have even done. Oh, this is this is right on the mark, Tom, because. Yeah. I mean, even a few minutes before we started this phone call, I got an email out of the blue from a client blasting me for something that I didn't okay. do. I mean, this yeah. is just like like routine kind of stuff. Right. You know, like what? Right. <laughs> you know, something about me seems to almost provoke, not all the time, all day long, but it was a right. classic example of how, you know, somebody's unprovoked anger is just sort of thrown at me. That's right. You know. And this is the karmic problem because it looks real. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. true. But every single thing that comes to you and me and everybody else is a reflection of what we're vibrating. So deep in your emotional body where Plutonian information from many lives is stored, you are, you know, I mean, I, I could say you're not aware of vibrating it, but now I'm trying to put your attention on all the manifestations to, to indicate that this is vibrated you know, being vibrated. Mm. I'm a threat. I'm a threat. Mm -hmm. And I want you to, I want you to do some thought experiments or meditative experiments over the next few weeks. And and Matt, Mm -hmm. do some thought experiments of, okay, maybe let me, let me imagine a life in which I am. Let me imagine when I think I'm doing something that's the right thing, but other people really freak out about it. And the things we're talking about here are kind of small potatoes. The thing with your client and yeah. some other things. I mean, the experience you had with your parents is not small potatoes, but like, but 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 the intensity in different lifetimes is going to be off the charts where the stakes are very high. Yeah. Because we're talking about Pluto and truth and life and death and survival issues. Mm-hmm. So in in some life, you know, I would love for you to just make it okay. You know, let's let's imagine that I am a threat. Mm-hmm. And to make peace with that because this is not you. You you are actually – you are not what's happened to you. You are not you know, what somebody has done to you or said to you. You are an energetic being and your chart shows us how you're wired. Mm-hmm. And you are wired to disrupt things and if you do it with love, there's no fallout. And that's, that's the evolution for you karmically is to forgive everything from the past and say, let me rewrite the history of why all these things happened. And let me make peace with some image of myself as a threat. Mm-hmm. Let me make peace with that and say, maybe I have karmic ties with them. Maybe they saw me. Maybe, maybe they saw me coming. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the reputation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the reputation precedes her. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're a terrible person. This is the key to all this. It is because it it's, it's starting to make me. I mean, I need to really work with this, but it explains yeah. why sort of these uncanny kind of things happen. Where you know, gee, I say something to you know last week to a friend of twenty years uh, without going into the details, you know, and suddenly I am removed from the face of the earth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. but it's not but the th- the thing we all have to we we each need to learn is that all that stuff is not true about us, but it's reflecting stuff in our fields. Mhm. Yeah. Like I, I have this thing where I've I've talked to I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but I I've, I've talked a, 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 you know a little bit over several years about my relationship with angry dog barking in my neighborhood and all over where I live. Mm-hmm. It's just everywhere I move it becomes a problem, yeah. even if it isn't what before I moved there. What I've had to really, really work with is owning with love and compassion that I could kill all of them, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. That's not who I am. I'm Pluto yeah. and Libra. I'm here to create peace. I'm Pluto with Venus and Libra. I want to see you and everyone happy. Mm-hmm. But when I walk outside my house and somebody starts screaming angry threats at me, I feel it. Mm-hmm. So part of me, so I've had to own that anger and say, yes, that really makes me angry. Well, what's behind that is that it really hurts to be yelled at. Mm-hmm. So all the time I deal with that part of me that thinks there's a particular kind of solution that I'm not going to engage. And this is karmic healing. But then, I, but then a deeper layer of that, and that's just in your reactions to stuff on a regular basis. The deeper layer of that is making peace with the fact, I mean, truly – Looking into my deepest Plutonian heart, which looks like it's been black crayoned over, but it's not all darkness. It's just that color, right? It, you know, mm-hmm. And I'm looking in there and saying, um, yeah, I mean, I feel that in me. I feel Plutonian reactivity. I feel anger and rage. I feel violence in me. Well, okay, but, but spending time letting that be okay – because all these things we're talking about, all these um, stimulations from the outside for you, mm-hmm. are reflecting the fear and judgment that's in your emotional body. Mm-hmm. So forgive yourself for crying. And I'm not, being sen- I'm not trying to be sensationalist. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. But forgive yourself across time, in all lives, in all dimensions, etc., for causing others harm. Do the same for causing yourself harm. Do the same for lying for being overly possessive, all kinds of negative Plutonian things you can come up with. Mm-hmm. And do keyword searches if you need to, but, but make a list and say, and you know, um, stealing, cheating, lying, killing, whether it's state-sanctioned and war or not. Go through a list and say, I forgive myself across time. You will notice out of 20 or 30 things that you come up with or more, <laughs> you will notice one, have a certain vibration, and you'll say, oh my gosh, there's something in there about that. Mm-hmm. And then focus on that. But essentially, you forgive yourself across time and saying, Pluto and Virgo, I am here to learn about responsibility, first house, my responsibility, mm-hmm. my choices. I'm here to learn about that. Every human is a work in progress learning how to make these choices. Everything that I may have done to hurt myself or others, I forgive myself for as part of the learning journey. And I am now fully qualified and competent to make the right choices because you know what sarah you're paying attention in this life yeah like in some other lives you feel backed into a corner mm-hmm. and that's what you know uh um you know educated woman in 2015 america and she's like oh my god why is all this happening because in so you know because because in some other life you're painted into a corner and you do something because you um you have to survive Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of these things come from. When we're talking about Pluto healing in people and this anger and rage and all this stuff, we're not, I'm not saying that, that people are jerks all the time. Mm-hmm. And even when you look at people who do Plutonian things, who are made Plutonian examples mm-hmm. in mass media, yeah. they are responding from pain 
trauma, mm -hmm. confusion, depression, feeling bereft. So the part of this across time thing is to give yourself the benefit of the doubt across time. If I did something damaging, I, I thought it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Now I'm more intentional. I'm more clear. So anyway, so you kind of, you kind of, you, you can say I no longer need experiences to show me the cost of using power. Yeah. I get it. I see it reflected in the faces of that client, this friend, that relationship, this parent. But always, always, there is nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be the foundation, which is, you know, frankly, hard for Pluto and Virgo. You know, I'll, uh, I have a special place in my heart for Pluto and Virgo people <laughs> because you could tell, you know, if he or she is in kind of a funk, you you can't do anything to mm -hmm. help that person get out because there's a an internalized criticism from many many lives that keeps yeah. popping up. So so I want you to have the framework. There's nothing wrong with me, but I'm learning how to make choices, and I also want you, Sarah, to realize that. Anybody else who's been inconvenienced or whatever, hurt or pushed into transformation for their own good against their will, mm -hmm. all those people have contracts with your soul. Your soul says, I'm going to go mix it up. And those other souls in the cafeteria in heaven say, you know what? I need to be catalyzed uncomfortably. Will you do that for me? <laughs> will, you be, will you be my three-year-old girl? like being some dark dakini who's you know yes all these people yes but 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 there's nothing wrong with you and that's the fundamental thing with this pluto mm -hmm. but but people will look even just the, the you're let's say you're sitting there relaxed looking at a bird fluttering around outside the window somebody walks over to you and says why are you so intense you know, it's exactly. like, it, you're like, this is my relaxed face. I know, this is, so, you get the nail on the head, why are you so intense? Yes. Intense? What are you talking about? I'm just sitting here knitting. I'm just doing what I'm doing. <laughs> but always without, yeah, you know, without apology, but realizing that you carry Pluto, it almost couldn't be louder. Mm -hmm. Pluto was at the eastern horizon when you were born, you know, mm -hmm. just about to shower its light on the earth. It was just about to rise. So um, for you to really go through this, it's a loving, healing Plutonian process that involves looking at everything ugly and junky and saying, I own that about myself and I can choose to behave however I want. So that's the Pluto piece for you. Mm -hmm. Now, part B, Pluto square Venus and Gemini in the 10th, squares to Pluto say that there has been pressure, friction, misunderstanding, criticism from Venus in the 10th to you doing what you need to do. So friends, confidants, lovers, and uh, merchants, whatever, artists, <laughs> Venus people, they are going to naturally be squared. Now, from the, from the, on the face of it, it looks like people making you wrong for being that intense. Mm -hmm. This is Venus and Gemini. Hey, let's just uh, enjoy the moment. Look, a bird. Right? It's my Gemini joke this year. Mm -hmm. Look, a, you know, and you're like, I got to do what I got to do. And they're like, can you just not be that intense? And mm -hmm. you're like, I, anyway, that's what it looks like. But there's a high road here, which is for you to make sure that other people in your life, Venus, who get into your circle, right, into your, into your inner circle, because it's not just – 
anybody you talk to. That's kind of a Venus thing, but really for you to choose Venus would be for this inner circle. Realize that if you tell the truth and they change the subject or make you wrong for telling the truth, you don't stay. You don't hang out. Yeah. And it's nothing – again, the framework to start with is there's nothing wrong with you even if you don't want to hang out with those 99,000 people, mm-hmm. but only these two. That's okay. So anyway, so it's like this thing to get you evolved through being exactly who you are without shame, mm-hmm. carrying this energy of I got to be honest here. Doesn't mean you have to like overpower everybody in a Plutonian, you know, uncomfortable way. But you do need to own what's true. And when people don't get it, you say, "I understand you don't get it." Mm-hmm. And and conversation can evolve through that. And some mm-hmm. of them will surprise you. But some of them need to edit themselves out of your life, and you should let that happen gracefully. I've been letting them all go. Good. But, it does, but then don't be alone. That's the other thing is like you don't have to be alone either. It's, like a, it's a false dichotomy. Like, like, uh, and th- that's, what's, that's what sucks about this karma. I mean the karma is it's a false dichotomy of I either sell out and I don't tell the truth. Like I'm not who I am or um, I'm alone. That's part of the karma here. It doesn't have to be that way. But when you own all parts of you with love, then people who like that find you. That's part of the, the evolution here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But until that happens, what comes up, what may come up in relationships as far as plutonium problems, b- betrayal, trust issues, lies, secrets, stealing, well, I don't know, whatever. Whatever comes up there would, or as long as it does, would reflect to you that those things you need to make peace with internally. Mm-hmm. Meaning, maybe you never stole anything, nobody ever stole something from you. Let's just pick one like weird mm-hmm. Pluto-Venus thing. But then something happens and some friend like borrows your credit card and you're like, what the, you know, how, what? You know? And, and then um, you're like, where did that come from? Realize that then you need to turn your I forgive myself across time for any instances of where I might have stolen something. Mm-hmm. So people, in other words, are constantly going to manifest for you um, what Plutonian thing you need to look at. Mm-hmm. And that's the square to Pluto-Venus, and it's uncomfortable because it's a square. It's pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the secret there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I just made a decision. Um because we're a little short today on time, I'm going to invite you back to extend this combo next week. So all the things we talk about today, you can chew on. I will. And then bring, you know, you'll have a week. And then we'll do it again, but with a little more time and no pressure. That sounds great, Tom, because yeah. this, you've kind of like, like, I mean, this is like amazingly opening and liberating yeah. because yeah. I've carried this. I mean, I've always felt like normal within myself. And I've been told so many times by people that I'm so intimidating to them and pushing their buttons and all on and on that I have to then in my Cancerian way shrink back Mm -hmm. into my little shell and try to not offend them. But then I can't keep keep that act going. That's right. Because you see the Mars and Aries over there in the eighth (laughs) house. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm real tired of being a cancer, a sun and cancer person. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so I would say sun is always a um, 
you know, if it's not involved in the karmic story, you know, or not a, you know, with Pluto or on, you know, aspect of the nodes or something, I would say that Sun is a great indicator of a tool of personality to use now mm-hmm. to try to clean up all this crappy karma <laughs> from the past. So, so Cancerian strategies are good, uh-huh. and they'll be much more. They'll be super effective when you can overcome some of that, those reactions of other people and what it might mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, cause then you can be the cancer, but you don't have to shrink. Yeah. You can just be, uh, you know, open the, the moony kind of, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, so that's the Pluto, that's the Pluto Venus thing. And then we have a couple, like three minutes left. I want to cover a little on the North node to give you something to think about okay. for when you come back. North node and Libra is always about calming down and, uh, de-stressing because, mm-hmm. Because a Venus-ruled north node is always opposite a Mars-ruled south node. So yeah. you've been through it in a bunch of lives. And, uh, you know, through the <laughs> ringer, through the meat grinder. So a north node in Libra is also about listening to others and developing cooperation, like building consensus. You're very good with the south and an Aries of getting stuff done on your own. And, of course, mm-hmm. Pluto in the first says that too. I'm very good at doing stuff on my own. Um, but the North Node here is about calming down, and, and it's about listening to others as well as being heard. And when you filter through – I think that when you filter through some of this Pluto square Venus stuff, like other people are going to show me what's imbalanced in my emotional body or what needs processed and, and loved, mm-hmm. then the Libra North Node can move with Jupiter there, having faith in people, having faith in relationship, having faith that bridges can be built – Mm-hmm. In negotiation, Libra third house is a huge amount about communication, negotiation, hearing the other person and hearing that person's perspective can change you. Mm-hmm. That's a lot about what this North Node is. Mm-hmm. I mean, on one level, I mean, there's a ton of things to say, but also Neptune is here. So connecting with truth, having faith, Jupiter, and connecting with truth, Neptune, have escaped you in some lives. So essentially... Mm-hmm. You've been fighting. I, mean, I want to give you the overview that you've been fighting in a bunch of lives. Oh, yeah. I, that's and, clearly evident in that south node and the yes, Mars Aries. The Mars ruler, yeah. yeah. And so this is about building something with others, but through constructive dialogue. And we're, we're going to kind of put a pin in that. And I just wanted to give you that little uh, tidbit until yeah. we talk again next week. You can think mm-hmm. about that. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you're welcome. Thank you so much, Tom. This is really provocative. Great. Good. Yeah. Good. You're welcome. So everybody else, you can enter the drawing by writing me, Tom, at tdjacobs.com with the subject line TSJ Monthly Drawing. And as we wrap up in just a few seconds, the last announcement, the new Asteroid and Centaur class starts August 4th. It's a live video presentation. Super excited about it. Read about the 11 archetypes I'm going to cover uh, at tdjacobs.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. And uh, check in next week where Sarah will be back and we'll extend the conversation Read about what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 